We're through 60 Minutes and Beyond. This is the Flames Talk Post Game Show, now available on Apple and Spotify. Here's Pat Steinberg. Let's kick off our Flames Talk Post Game Show following a huge comeback win for the Flames on the road in Vancouver. 5-4 in overtime is your final. And let's head right back to Rogers Arena in Vancouver. My name is Pat Steinberg, and let's say hello to Mackenzie Weger, who joins us right now for some immediate post-game reaction. Uh, Mackenzie, what's uh, what's the feel in the room and coming off the ice after that one tonight? Uh, the vibes are vibes are immaculate right now. Uh, we needed that... Uh, we needed the two points there. We stuck with it. And, uh, you know, it was about time we got a good comeback win there. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I, I like the immaculate vibes. That's good. Um, what, what, just, just the mood in this game. You, you fight back on four different occasions. You tie it three times. And then eventually you win it in overtime. Tell us about the fight of your group and uh, what allowed it to be such a big deal tonight. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there was, there was lots of momentum swings in the game. Obviously, we tied it up. They would answer back, you know, almost right away. So, um, you know, we didn't let it, you know, affect us uh, negatively. We just stuck with it. We, we had a game plan going to the game. And, um, you know, Marky came up with a big save in, in overtime there with the pad. And, um, you know, Toff's been, you know, unbelievable all year. And, uh, you know, he's been our hero. So, um, you know, it's just great to see right now. Mackenzie, walk us through the game tying goal on the power play as it kind of started with you at the one point and eventually turns into Huberdeau's goal. What did you see? How did that all come together in the third period? Yeah, you know what? Naz did a great job tonight on faceoffs. He was, he was really uh, snapping the back. And, um, you know, they did a good job kind of getting in the lane. And, uh, me and me and Hanny were kind of playing catch there for a bit. And, um, you know, he teed one up and he put bucks towards and that and good things happened. I know it was a uh, a fortunate bounce towards Hubie, but, you know, he got it to the net. And, um, you know, it's nice to see Hubie get a big goal for us as well. And then walk us through the overtime winner, which you get the uh, which you got started as well. It started in your end and ends up on Tyler Toffoli's stick in the back of the net. How did you uh, see that one all getting started and then finishing? Yeah, I think uh, Giuseppe there was kind of working me a bit, um, you know, cutting back, and he put, put one towards the net. And I think Joshua made a you know, made a little shot towards the net, and, and Marky made a big pad save. I just came in and, and got the rebound, and I knew Toff and, and Box were springing. So I tried to get them the puck, and they went on a two-on-one. And, um, you know, those two guys have been clutch all year. So um, I had a good feeling about them going up the ice. And a final thought for you. Six games to go. You're back on home ice, and, and I know there's still a climb. Just, uh, I guess, walk us through the mindset, and I imagine it doesn't change from this game going into Sunday's game against the Anaheim Ducks. No, uh, you know, we, we're just, you know, we got a lot of belief in that room and, you know, a lot of, you know, great experience. And we're just sticking with it here. You know, we got to control what we can control. And, um, you know, we got to get these two points every game here. And I know it's a bit of a climb, but I think, I think we can do it. And I, I know the boys in the room can believe in it too. Mackenzie, appreciate the time. Congratulations on the win, man. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. That is Mackenzie Weger postgame following tonight's 5-4 Flames overtime win on the road in Vancouver. Good time to pick up your fifth overtime win of the year. They improved to 5-12 and in 3-on-3 and a pretty good time to pick up your first third period comeback where they were trailing after 40 minutes of play. 0-18-3 prior to tonight when trailing after 40 minutes of play. Tonight, a goal with less than three minutes to go to tie it on the power play and then a game win with a buck 33 remaining in overtime to win it.
And the Flames will remain two points back of the Winnipeg Jets for that final playoff spot in the Western Conference. So Winnipeg's magic number only drops by one on this Tuesday night. Okay, Flames Talk postgame is underway on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. If you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings, contact them today for a free estimate. For all things basementy, visit dlbasementsystems.com. Phone lines, 403-240-4444. Text line, 960-960. My name is Pat Steinberg with Peter Labardius and Derek Wills. And hey, Lou, uh, they, they, say, uh, they say it's not how many, it's when. I think that counts on Jonathan Huberdeau when it comes to his points this year. I think it counts with power plays as they end up going one for six. But uh, that one ends up being pretty important. And I think it counts when it comes to... Third period comeback wins where they get their first of the season. It's all about when you get them, Lou, and all three of those things happened at a pretty big time in Vancouver tonight. Well, they stayed with it, and they pushed, and it really did feel as the third period went on that, you know, outside of Thatcher Demko absolutely stealing it for them that the Flames were going to get the even. It just had that feel uh, they never got away from pushing and pressuring, and usually if you keep doing that, you'll be on the right side. But, uh, you know, could be my final thought, really, but I'm really happy for number 10. It has been such a miserable, tough, malign season, and I think that goal will absolutely do him the world of good, and to see his teammates respond the way they did when he scored also said a lot to me about how they feel about him. Yeah. Jacob Markstrom made big saves at important times. And again, the shots for and shots against statistics have been really misleading for the flames this season. They get a lot of shots, but not a lot of great chances. They don't give up a lot of shots, but give up too many good chances. But you know, tonight was a night where they found a way and that's what they have started to do and they've started to build some of those intangibles that they really did lack for almost the entire season belief confidence momentum swagger it's really good to see from this team and you know the player who has picked them up more often than any other guy who wears the flaming sea this season Tyler Toffoli once again the hero in overtime and you know that win should uh really inject some life into a team that uh Seem to have some life uh, in the last few days with uh, a couple of wins uh, at home before hitting the road. And now they come back. They're two points out of a playoff spot. And they've got six games to go and 14 points still on the table. So it uh, is going to be a fun finish to the season, fellas. Uh, let's get to tonight's save of the game. Brought to you by Shane Holmes and uh, Jacob Markstrom. Gets the start in net. His save of the game comes in overtime. DiGiuseppe returns to his lap trying to get away from Weger. Giuseppe spins to his right, centers, out in front, Joshua whacking and hacking away, is stopped twice by Markstrom. And of course, that led to a game-winning goal just seconds later, and that ends up being, when it's all said and done, one of the 15 stops made by Jacob Markstrom tonight, and that is his save of the game, brought to you by Shane Holmes. For every save a Flames goaltender makes, Shane Holmes makes a donation to Kids Sport Calgary. Visit ShaneHolmes.com, the better way to build. Well, after 40 minutes of play, Derek, it was uh, four goals on 12 shots uh, for Markstrom, which doesn't look good. 
good. There were only the two in the third period, but uh, again, back to not how many, but when he goes five for five in overtime, and the Flames uh, couldn't afford to lose even the one point tonight. So when he needed to shut the door, he shut the door and uh, made five big stops. And I'd say three of them were massive in that three-on-three overtime. And what I got a kick out of was him laughing after making one of those saves, which kind of tells you where his head is at. Uh, And his head is in a very different place now than it was earlier this season when he looked so frustrated that he just couldn't get out of his own way. And I know the numbers don't look good tonight, but you know what does look good? The win. And when you're in the position the Flames are in, you've just got to find ways to win. I don't care if they're pretty wins or ugly wins or somewhere in between wins. Just find a way, and that's what the Flames have done in the last three games. Didn't think they played a great game last Saturday against the Sharks. Fell behind in that hockey game, but then battled back to win it. And then they played a great game against the Kings on Tuesday and won a one-goal game. And tonight did some really good things offensively, gave up too much defensively, but found a way to win and to pick up two very important points. So uh, you have to feel good for the goaltender because, you know, Jacob Markstrom, especially at this point, could care less about his goals against average and his save percentage. The only thing that guy cares about is winning hockey games, and he won one tonight. Dakota Joshua robbed three times. Mm -hmm. They only gave up two third-period shots, and one from was from point-blank range at 4-3. If it gets to 5-3, it's nighty-night. And then right before you score, he stopped them twice from within two and a half feet. That's goaltending when you have to have it. Lou Markey matchup brought to you by Country Hills Toyota. You were really interested in how the Flames are going to check those top two Vancouver lines. How'd you feel tonight? Good. I mean, how could you not? Um, They gave away some big chances, but Pat, they had the puck all night long. Um, You know, Michael Backlund had a couple of tough things go against him. One puck that jumped over a stick that led to the Connor Garland breakaway. Another one jumped over a stick that led to, you know, another goal. But on the whole, I thought they did a really nice job. And I thought the ringleader tonight was the guy that we just heard from on the air again. Yep. Again. And he's really going to be my uh, Flames player with heart tonight. Uh, player with heart brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. Uh, tell us a little bit more about Mackenzie Weger. Multi-point game tonight. Two assists. Continues to play great. He's plus played more than anybody in the game. 25-13. Six shots on net. Ten total attempts. Four hits. Four blocks. And with Chris Tanev out, you need people to elevate. And he has done nothing but, really, since the All-Star break came to an end. Mackenzie Weger is tonight's Player with Heart, brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. For HeartFit assessments and proven treatments not available at your doctor's office, visit heartfit.ca. Okay, text now, 960-960. Call now, 403-240-4444. We'll uh, still hear from head coach Daryl Sutter. Go back into the Flames locker room a number of times as well, following a big 5-4 overtime win on the road in Vancouver, Flames have won three in a row for just the third time this season. Let's get some uh, final thoughts from our broadcast crew ahead of Sunday's game against the Anaheim Ducks. Flames keep pace with the Winnipeg Jets on this Friday night. Final thoughts starting with Derek Wills tonight. Well, that is a huge win for a Flames team that for most of the season was finding ways to lose. Tonight, they found a way to win. 
you know, they had all those shots and all those attempts and found themselves behind almost all night. Down 2 nothing, they tie the game at 2. Down 3-2, they tie the game at 3. Down 4-3, they tie the game at 4. And then they find a way to win the game in overtime, which has been one of their big Achilles heels this season. Daryl Sutter has said it all season. You need your best players to be your best players on a consistent basis and in the big moments. And Tyler Toffoli has done a better job than anybody else for the Flames uh, playing that role of hero this season. And he did it again tonight with two goals, including the game winner. And them scoring with 313 left in the third period to tie it. And then again with 327 gone in overtime to win it. I think it's their signature win so far this season. I'm not saying it's a blueprint game because it definitely wasn't that, but I still think it's their signature win this season. They finally, for the first time since early December, get over the hump and string together three straight wins. That is something this team has struggled to do all season. That's just their third three-game winning streak. And they win a one-goal game, which has been tough. And they win an overtime, which has been hard. I said earlier today that if the Flames could find a way to win this game against the Canucks, who are a really dangerous team right now, I mean, they're 10-3-2 in the month of March. That tells you how good they've been. That I think they're going to string five in a row together and go into that game against the Jets playing their hottest hockey of the season and uh, you could argue maybe their best hockey of the season as well. Now they've got uh, two games to take care of before that big game next Wednesday night, but You've got to like the way the Flames are trending right now, and uh, they've got to feel really, really good about themselves after uh, a big come-from-behind win versus the Canucks tonight. Well, really happy for Jonathan Huberto, just to repeat that, and you hope it's something that maybe helps the malign player who's had a pretty miserable time of things in year one. Gets him going. The only way you can win the fight, talking about getting to the playoffs, is stay in it. And they were on the mat tonight, but they didn't go away, and they won a hockey game. They did indeed. And uh, next up, Sunday against the Anaheim Ducks. We'll have that game for you at 6 o'clock Calgary time right here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. Okay, boys, uh, be well. We'll talk to you Sunday. Sounds good. Good night, Pat. Uh, Tonight's game has been brought to you by South Point Toyota. Final score ends up being uh, 5-4 in overtime. The Flames come away with the victory. We'll take a break, come back with head coach Daryl Sutter, your phone calls, your texts, and lots more in terms of post-game reaction following tonight's Tyler Toffoli game-winning goal overtime win on the road in Vancouver. Call now, 403-240-4444. Text now, 969-60, as our Flames Talk postgame is coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. If you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings, contact them today for a free estimate. For all things basementy. visit dlbasementsystems.com. Call now. Text now, and uh, we're available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Flames win 5-4 in overtime. Flames Talk postgame is underway. Daryl Sutter's next, and this is Alpine Credits Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hey, it's George Russick. And Matty Rose. We host the big show with Russick and Rose. If you miss us weekday mornings on Sportsnet 960 to fan, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, download the podcast on demand. So many places that you can find the podcast wherever you get your favorite NHL, NFL, CFL, MLB, the stories that sports fans in Calgary want to hear. We got it for you. We are the big show. 
Let's continue breaking down the game, plus take your calls and texts. This is the Flames Talk Postgame Show on Sportsnet 960, the fan or on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Flames win 5-4 in overtime on this Friday night in Vancouver, and they keep themselves within striking distance of the Winnipeg Jets in this uh, right-down-to-the-wire Western Conference playoff battle. Tyler Toffoli sets a new career high with a second period goal to make it 2-1 with his 32nd and then extends that career high to 33 with the game winner in overtime. Flames have their first comeback win when trailing after 40 minutes this season. Their first in 22 tries. What's going on? It's Steinberg along with you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Flames Talk post game is underway. 403-240-4444 is your phone number. Text line 969 60 to both in just moments but first back to Rogers Arena in Vancouver let's hear from head coach Daryl Sutter who just wrapped up after his team's third consecutive victory Daryl what did you make of that one? What did you make of that one? Exciting game I think we scored some long goals on us but I thought we were pretty resilient quite honest and we scored a, probably the only chance the first period and then scored right away in the second for the power play so we come back and make it close and then they score and then and then we get penalty shot mess, so there's there's a lot of things that could have taken you taken you out of the game, right? But it actually helped us in some ways. You've talked all year about that big goal, Tyler Foley comes through. Yeah, here. but Johnny Johnny too, you know, he's re- as he said, you know, he missed the penalty shot. You probably could go the other way a little bit with your game, but he didn't. He even he got better at it. But you know, at time, Dax made a really good play, and Kinsey got it up to. Him. Can you just speak to the character your team showed tonight? Uh, you got to do it. I mean, we, as I said, you know, we know why we're where we're at, and we know how we got there. But we're not letting somebody else distract us or anything outside the room distract us. Can a win like that do more than the two points in the stands? No, because that's all it gets you is two points. <laughs> we don't get any extras. Uh, what, what did you see from your part? But the first one seemed. Uh, when we won faceoffs, we were really good. Right? And we didn't, and they get they they feel like they had what 14 shorties coming into the game, so they put a lot of pressure up. Like they really don't allow teams to come out the way that you, you can practice breakouts all you want, but they don't allow you to do it. Right? So then they block, block everything off the blue line, and so you, you're never getting your setup or getting. But once we went face offs and stayed in there, we were fine. So and if you look at the goal, that's that's probably why too. Naz, Naz was good on draws tonight, so it was a lot easier to have him out there. Can you describe the feeling when you saw the winner go in? Yeah, I'm just thinking about points. That's it. I've been in, in it enough to know that we don't try to win games. What do you think that goal will mean to Cooper Well, he's you know he's got to be a clutch player for us. I mean, what does it mean? It means we could have a lot of them. Could use a lot of them. But I give him credit for hanging in there tonight. Your reasoning behind starting. Uh, Huberdeau and Kadri, are they just going tonight? Yeah, just felt a little bit, I think. Naz was on, and Johnny, I think, could have, I think he was just really in the game. Good to see Troy Stetcher come back here. And yeah, it's good for him. You know, Troy works hard, gives everything he's got. Where would this team be without Toffoli this year? 30, was, what do we got, 32 or 3, 33? Yeah, just, I mean, you take those two 40s out. That's exactly why why we're still in it. It's those guys that are scoring them big goals for you.
There you go. Head coach Daryl Sutter postgame following his team's comeback 5-4 overtime win on the road in Vancouver. Uh, okay, it's Steinberg along with you on your Flames Talk postgame show on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's uh, get to the text line for the first time tonight. At 960, 960. Uh, Dylan in a Revelstoke will kick us off, who uh, says, do you think Wedley was dreaming it's over a few times tonight? This team loves to play with our emotions. Scary stuff. Both Shifley and Wheeler broke out tonight. Hope that's a one-game thing. We shall see on the Winnipeg side. Of course, the Jets still control this thing. We know that, right? Uh, I, I think that you can make the argument that Nashville, Calgary, or Winnipeg all control their own destinies in v at varying levels, but Winnipeg controls their own destiny, especially after their 6-2 win tonight. They control it at the highest level, followed by Calgary and then followed by Nashville, but uh, there's still a lot of hockey left before this season is all wrapped up. Uh, this reads, best game I've seen Manchapani play all year. Toffoli's working his way into captain territory with his play. Uyghur was money, some lack of urgency at times, but a win, a win they needed and deserved. And I do think they deserved that one. You know, the, the Canucks were opportunistic, and maybe the Flames got a little loose, as Daryl called them long goals there. But, you know, the Flames had more high-quality opportunities. They had a 19-10 edge in high-danger chances at natural stat trick, 10-7 at 5-on-5. They ended up with 5-on-5 shot attempts of 60-28, to including 24-7 to in the third period. So the Flames deserved this one. They really did. Uh, they, they were, you know, I thought the first period was pretty even. But from the second period on, at 5-on-5, five five, the Flames were the better team. And the Canucks held on a lot in this hockey game. And they got some good goaltending from Thatcher Demko, who made 36 tonight. Um, and But the Flames stuck with it. And, and you got to give them credit in this one. So they deserved it. They never led, but they got the win. And it was... Um, it was a, a solid one, and and obviously one that they absolutely needed. Uh, here's from Jay at Richmond's Pub. When they beat San Jose, I thought there's one. Then they came back after a terrible loss and beat L.A., and th I thought, well, that's two. Now they faced an opponent that's rolling strong, and against all odds, they came away with an overtime win. Now it's three. This team, although inconsistent throughout the year, has managed to keep themselves in it. Props to Toffoli for his solid play of late, and Markstrom for his timely saves. A glass race to Huberto for erupting this pub in a wave of flames, love, and cheer. Crucial two points, and I believe they can win the next three. Go Flames, go! This from Brian in, in Coquitlam. Uh, what was the deal with the ice tonight? Everyone's blowing tires. Refs doing ice remediation and a lot of dead pucks on passes. If you look, you'll see Huberto penalty shot from the behind the net view. There's so much snow. The ice was garbage tonight. Have a great show. And most importantly, they won. Dave here from wonderful Kimberly says, Jewel and the Panthers trade equals Uyghur. Backs equals agreed. He had a tough night, but it was bounces. He was in the right spot and got burned. He's my captain for this team. Markstrom was solid. That's all he has to be. Huberto, great to hear that goal to tie was by him. Fantastic. He uh, was my gut pick to tie the game, and I'm super happy for him. Overall, I think they were the dominant team. Let's not crap the bed when the Ducks come to town. Yes, Anaheim next up on Sunday. 
Uh, Pat, the first period was hard to watch. Nobody on this team wants to take charge and lead into battle. Backlund and Anderson were nowhere to be found in the fourth goal against in the second. Too many defensive lapses for a team battling. A 60-minute effort's all I ask for. On the penalty shot, Huberto had Demko down, and instead of roofing it, he went to a backhand deke. What are the chances... What are the chances? Man, it's painful to watch. The biggest positive was the Dubé-Coleman combo play and a comeback in the third, the first since last season. Maybe this finally is what the Flames needed to get some focus. I think they're pretty focused right now to that text. Um, yeah, I think that they've they've got a pretty dialed-in approach. Whether it's enough to get them where they want to go remains to be seen. But I think they're pretty. I think they're pretty focused right now. Even listening to what uh, Mackenzie Weger told us to kick off Flames talk post game. Um, they seem pretty focused. And also, as he said, vibes immaculate. Uh, Pat, I was at the game tonight. Biggest difference, when they gave up the goal shortly after they scored, the team didn't give up. The body language was that of a team fighting. Great to see, considering they, we expected this all season. Flames are going to grab that last spot if they play like this. That's from Doug in Vancouver. Jeremy writes, Huberto looked good tonight. He looked confident with shooting, which makes him way more dangerous versus someone who just passes it. Uh, this from Parker and Strathmore. Pat Toffoli's been so clutch this season. Would you sign him to a four-year deal at six mil? Also, that's a big goal by Huberdo. Go Flames, go. I don't think I would. I, at, at this point, I wouldn't. Just because what we're talking about with Toffoli, we're talking about a guy who is over 30. Uh, he'll be 31 in about three weeks. So I, I probably wouldn't at this point, sign another over 30 to a deal at that type of dollars? Would I think about re-signing him? Sure, but I don't think I would go higher than his AAV despite the hell of a season he's having right now. I think it'd be good to keep him. Um, I don't know if I... Let's that, that's that's going to be an interesting conversation for next year. But damn, has Toffoli been good this year? This from Sam Pat. Is this an early April Fools' joke, or did we just witness the Flames come back after trailing to, after two and win three in a row for the first time since December? Toffoli coming up clutch yet again. I will still give Huberto his kudos for tying the game after that super uninspired penalty shot attempt. Markey wasn't his best, but made some huge saves in overtime. I'd still like to see Pelche and Coronado at least get in on one of the next two games perhaps against the Hawks before what could be a season-defining game against the Jets. Uh, I don't think we're going to see changes against either the Ducks or the Blackhawks. I mean, in the end, those are still pretty important games as much as um, they, they look very winnable on paper and, and are winnable games. The Flames are better teams, significantly better than both Anaheim and Chicago. Um, I don't think that we're going to see it. I'd love to be wrong because it would be cool to see Coronado, and I still think there's reason to get Pelche back in. Like, if it's me, I, I would think about, yeah, getting Pelche back in because I think he adds some pace. I just am not anticipating it myself. This from Stafford and Boness. Uh, Pat, this contingent of flames is killing me. It's like Lucy of the Peanuts comic strip pulling the football from Charlie Brown time and time again. At this point, they need to beat Winnipeg in Winnipeg and get one point um, one point uh, ahead of them by one over the remainder of the games. Can they do it? Not quite there yet, but if they beat the Ducks and Devils do the Flames a favor Sunday, I'll jump back on the bandwagon. That, of course, would mean they'll have won four in a row, something they haven't done all season. Just like tonight, they came back in the third for the first time this season, so maybe the tide has finally turned. Maybe it has. Will it be enough is the big question now, and will they end up getting there when it's all said and done? 
Dylan, another Dylan, writes, huge comeback win when they had no other option. They found a way to get it done for the first time this year. I believe this team is going to get in and make some noise. This reads, sports media types in Vancouver selecting the stars. Please justify the second star because I can't. I, I did not choose these. They chose Aiden McDonough. He scored his first NHL goal. I think that's why he got the number two star. They, they do that. Their hometown picks. It's okay. It happens. The three stars, for somebody who selects them at the Saddledome, I take them seriously. I, I like to make the best picks I possibly can. But the three stars are like one group of media or one person's selection. They're not that important. They're really not. And I don't think that anybody on the Flames is hopping on the plane tonight saying, damn it, how dare they not make me a three star uh, when they ended up getting the win. It's cool. It's tradition. But it's not that important. Uh, This says, you guys need to stop defending Markstrom. He's horrible. I don't even think we were defending him. Four on 12, not what you want. But he shut the door when it mattered the most, and you can't say that's false because, well, it's not. Uh, Jim says, Pat, another game with too many men, and Manjapani with an offensive zone penalty. On the bright side, it only took 75 games to win when trailing after two. This says, I brought up middling versus tanking for a couple while ago, and how we all feel right now is why you don't tank. I think there's plenty of reason to tank, in certain circumstances, or you can make the argument that there's reason to tank in certain circumstances, but when you're one of the oldest teams in the NHL with contracts the Flames have signed and still within striking distance of a playoff spot, that's not the time to tank. Uh, This says, wow, biggest and most important game of the season. The difference tonight, the Flames' biggest players stepped up. Yeah, Kadri had a solid game. Huberto, huge goal. Two big ones from Toffoli. Big one from Coleman. Yeah, no doubt about it. Their best players needed to make big plays tonight, and they did. Uh, This says, from a Flames fan living in Vancouver, leaving the game, uh, woo, we did it. I probably could have given a lot of capital letters, but I just didn't want to scream and scare anybody. But woo, we did it. But just imagine a lot of O's, a lot of exclamation marks, and all capital letters. Um, what a sad team we have again. Huberdo's awful. Guy can't shoot. Move him out. Uyghur's good. Nazim, not so much. This team has no leadership, nor identity. Not a playoff team. Retool. Well, there's your buzzkill text of the night. Uh, but I read them all. 969.60. Yeah, baby. Those are the flames I've been talking about all year. They're quietly the most talented team going down the stretch. Leaders are hot, and so is Markstrom. I gave them a hard time early on in the year, only because I knew what kind of team they are. I still believe in them. Thanks for calling a good game. Um, what else we got here at 96960? Uh, no negativity tonight, Pat. Just shut it down. Comeback win, overtime win, three wins in a row. Markstrom made the save when we needed it. Sunday versus the Ducks. Let's go. That comes from the Beave. Uh, this reads, Pat, this Calgary Flames hockey team's not going to win. Uh, sorry, not going to quit yet. Three down and six more to go. Go, Flames, go. Uh, this from Brenda. Forget the roller coaster. That was more like a slingshot ride, something you have experience with, as I recall. Brenda, I do indeed have experience live on the air, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, And Wedley finally says, told you, Pat, don't dream. It's over. 960-960 on the text line. Let's get to the phone lines at 403-240-4444, following a 5-4 overtime win for the Flames on the road in Vancouver. It's Steinberg with you on your Flames Talk postgame, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your 
your podcast. A Wedley text followed by a Wedley call. Who do you think you are? Do you think you're the king of all media, Wedley? Uh, Welcome to the show, buddy. What's going on? Oh, not much, man. I don't know how much of a voice I'll have, but I'll... I haven't screamed that loud for an overtime goal. Probably last time was Montador in the 04 playoff run. And I you screamed louder couch. for this one than you did for Johnny in Game 7? I was at the Dome for that, so this was at home, so that's different. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I should say a home goal, I should say. Let me paraphrase. But, oh, man, that was – that's something there, you know. Uh uh, nothing drives me more batty than negativity, and people are entitled to opinions. That's fine, but I'm going to say it before, and I said it before. I'll say it again. Just let the season play out, guys. Just let it play out. Then pull out the autopsy. If they don't make it, I'm fine being public enemy number one. Point all the fingers at me and said that guy was wrong. I, you're allowed, you're I allowed to be wrong. I, I yeah. I've made a I've made like a. 15-year career at this radio station of being long, wrong, or 17-year career. I don't even know how long I've been here for. Oh, 19 years. Human, I'm 19 yeah. years in May, Wedley. <laughs> Goodness. I, I'm, a, I'm a legal drinking-age human in Ontario uh, how yeah. long I've been at this place. And I've listened to most of your career, too. So poor, yeah, poor, net. poor man. Yeah. I know, I know. But, oh, man, it's awesome. It's always nice to be in Vancouver, especially when former Canucks are helping out. They needed this. Um, they put themselves in this position. I'm very well aware. I'm not. I know what's happened so far. I'm happy for Huberto because, man, okay, yeah, the guy messed muffin that penalty shot, but uh, oh, the vitriol he was getting on social media, and for him to come back and score that goal, I'm happy for him. Like, I know it's been a tough season for that guy, and the guy cares. Like, I know people want to be in denial about two guys that left here and didn't want to be here anymore. This guy cares, and I, I think he'll bounce back next year. He's too good not to, but we'll wait for next year till next year. So if this little, even if he finishes this year strong, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. And then nice to see Stetcher with another. And where did all those, remember at the beginning of the year, a certain somebody is too slow to be in the first line. Where did all those guys go? <laughs> yeah, Tony. We, where are you at, yeah. Tony? Where is Tony? If we make the playoffs, Tony should apologize. I know he's not the only one, but... A lot of apologies are owed to Tyler Toffoli. Like, man, what a performance. He's put us on his back. Whether we make it or not, just to get this little stretch here, like that guy was, has been clutch, like super clutch. I'm not going to talk contract with I'm with you, actually, the whole – but we'll talk about that another time. But happy – I know Marky had a tough night, but he made the save. He went – I call this a grand fear game. You don't – you may have given up four or five – four goals, but you didn't give up that fifth one. That's how I look at it. And he made the save in overtime. If he doesn't make that save – probably losing in a shootout again or, or you know so i'm just gonna say guys just hang out there enjoy this ride fingers crossed i make my return to my seats on tuesday my winter hibernation's over so well fingers crossed that <laughs> don't lay an egg on tuesday or sunday but go flames go and we still have our deal if they make it so i will definitely be calling that night i'll call that night i'm at that game win or lose i'll call that night but fingers crossed we can do this Go Flames, go. And I'll let you get the other college, man. Thanks, Wed. Good to hear from oh, you, brother. 403-240-4444 is your phone number. Flames win 5-4 on the road in overtime over the Vancouver Canucks with George up next on Flames Talk postgame. What's up, George? Not much, Patty. How are you doing tonight? Good, brother. How are you? I'm doing okay, my man. Well, hey, you know, this team's certainly making it easy, interesting, that's for sure. Um, 
I listened to Flame Talks a couple of days ago where you guys uh, talked about extending Walker Dewar, and I am 100% with you. I'd, I'd prefer to lock him up at three years, around a million dollars a year, around there if possible. Um, I feel like in the past this team has lost two players in particular that I wish that they couldn't have lost in Garnet Hathaway and Ryan Lomberg. So I think Walker Dewar, like I, I really think this guy uh, plays his role in this team perfectly. And uh, he's, he's a type of utility player that I, if possible, I would really like the Flames to keep around longer than a year. Yeah, I, I I would. It's it's something that there's there's not a lot of those guys. And I mean, let's see let's see if they make the playoffs. Um, let's see if they make the playoffs, and then once they're there, what Walker Dewar does come postseason time. But I I I, I think there's. Not a lot of fourth-line guys that you'd be extending to multi-year deals, but Dewar's skill set, I, I think there's, uh, at the very least, an argument to be made there. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. So, that yeah, that's playoffs or not, regardless, I think that um, he's a very useful player. And I actually think he has a bit of an upside. Like, I think he could be um, – he's a kind of guy that you can put between the third and fourth line. Like you can bounce him up and down. So he's like a, a much younger Trevor Lewis. So definitely I, I've been very impressed by this player. Very impressed. And I, I really like him. Um, Tyler Toffoli continues to be a massive bright spot and otherwise not so bright season. And he's a real fun player to watch. And I am one of the people that have supported Toffoli from the beginning. Yes. If you recall. I, will, I, like will, I, I will vouch for you on that. Yeah, like I, I remember those calls. Wedley brought it up. I remember those people. Oh, why is he on the first line? He's too slow. Like, like <laughs> this guy, man. And honestly, he's played well wherever he's gone. He has been a consistently, consistently really good player wherever he's played. Be it LA, be it Vancouver, be it Montreal. And you want to talk about playoffs? I mean, he was one of the main cogs in that run, that that improbable run that Montreal had in that playoffs when they went to the final that year. Call it a flu, call it whatever you want. Tyler Toffoli was a big part of that guy. This guy is a proven commodity. He's a proven, really, really good player. And I'll say this, Calgary's very, very fortunate that he's not a UFA after this season because the way he's playing right now, he probably doubled his salary. Like, he's, he's no questions asked right now. At this point in the season, he's been the best player on this team. You can't even argue it. Yeah. So, like I said, you, you said it too, the discussion of uh, extension and all that, um, that's going to be interesting because of his age, and I get it. But uh, unfortunately, sometimes when you play the way he plays, like I said, uh, luckily he's not a UFA this year. Luckily he's got one more year left on the contract because bang for your buck, he's uh, he's he's making the most out of that. Like when you compare his salary to his production, he's far exceeding it right now. And And it's not, like I said, it's not just the goals and points, which is important, but it's just every facet of the game right now. I really enjoyed watching him. And uh, – yeah, absolutely. Now looking back, I said it anyway. But looking back, that was that trade was was definitely a a win for Calgary. I mean, with Montreal, like a definite win for Calgary. They they got good value and probably more out of that trade. Agreed. Yeah, and then finally, um, ooh, the Wranglers. I want to talk about them a little bit before I let you go. It's really cool to see what they're doing, and. Uh, I'm hearing that they're actually pulling pretty good attendance numbers at their games. And I, I have high hopes for them 
this year. I hope they can make a really good playoff run. I like their team. It was nice to see that Adam Kafka scored a hat-trick today, actually. I really liked him in the preseason going back when he played some games for the Flames. Uh, I remember talking about him way back then, and an intriguing player, and uh seems like he's coming along. But I'm really happy for the team. Dustin Wolf is out of this world this year. Like, I won't be surprised if he's named not only the, the goalie of the year in the AHL, which I think he has that locked up, the MVP of the whole league as well. He's been that good, Patty. So it's really cool that, you know, the Wranglers are in Calgary now. It's beneficial to the big club for many, many reasons, but it's going to be cool that no matter what happens with the big team, that, you know, the Calgary residents will still have a team to watch and have playoff hockey, and that's an exciting brand of hockey at a good value dollar. So I did want to bring that up because they are part of the Flames organization. And, you know, we've got a bunch of prospects down there. So it's really cool to see that go well, at least. Yep. Wrapped up their home schedule on Friday afternoon with a 5-1 win over Henderson. So uh, they've got six more to go and then the playoffs for the Wranglers. We'll see where it goes. Thanks, George. All right, buddy. Have a great night. See you, man. Talk to you soon. Flames win 5-4 in overtime over the Vancouver Canucks. We're underway, well underway on your Flames Talk post-game show with open phone lines on a Friday night. 403-240-4444 is your phone number. Parsons is up next. What's up, Parsons? Hey, brother. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I think I grew a couple of more gray hairs, but other than that, I'm doing great. We got the W. That's all that matters, man. Um, you know, seeing that Winnipeg was taking care of business earlier in the day, I was extra anxious, I guess, going into this game. And the game wasn't looking all that great for the most part going, you know, throughout it. So I was uh, pretty happy we squeaked one out, let's say that. But um, Tyler Toffoli, again, what can you say about that guy? You know, he's, what is that, 33 now? 33, yep. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Hey, Pat, honestly, I, I would extend him four by six every day of the week. You, you um, can't. You can't. Hey, I can because I'm the, you know, I'm the new GM now. How are you going to deal with your salary cap with another guy over 30? He turns 31 in April, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd find a way to keep him in the fold. I would. I, um, I don't think there's, like, I'm not suggesting, like, let him walk. I just... I'm 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 probably gonna wait to extend him. Is all I'm saying. Was I just hearing talk about extending Walker Dewar with a three million dollar contract? Well, one times three. Uh, okay, but uh, to fully, I've been I've been a heavy supporter of his all year. Um, As have I. Back. I think he's having an incredible season. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you think about it, Manjit Lindholm have what combined thirty six goals, like they were saying tonight. And he's got 33. But uh, Uyghur, I thought, hands down the best player on the ice tonight. That guy is coming out of his shell. Um, I'm starting to wonder. I didn't watch enough Florida games. But uh, he's looking looking intense, man. Like, he's he's taking this team on his back. And it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, when Tanev usually goes down, it the narrative is usually that this team collapses, but they've actually been rallying around this situation at their end without him very well. I I'm thinking, you know, three in a row here. So good on them. So um, I'm going to ask you this. Are you going back to Marky with Anaheim? Oh yeah. 
are, are, are you scared about getting him a little bit burnt out? Because I, I don't think he was like completely on his A game tonight. I almost, I almost don't like, I don't want to say this flippantly, but unless mm-hmm. it's a back to back with the way things are going, I almost, okay. yeah, like I, I'm going like, that's a no brainer for me. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, also Stetcher, I, I thought Stetcher had a pretty good game. I mean, he gets hemmed in and, in our end sometimes, but uh, he seems to be playing a lot looser and a little bit more dynamic. And he's bringing, you know, a little bit more uh, tools on the back end, like, you know, stuff that Chile used to bring a little bit. And it, it's kind of nice to see. I'll end this with this, Lindholm. Um, watching him lately, you know, to me, Pat, like his body language lately, he just seems... Um, a little bit distant, uh, a little bit uh, frustrated. What What do you think about his future? Um, I I know it's it's kind of a two sided street whether he stays or whether we keep him. But um, let's say we're keeping him, considering the the season that he's just had. What are you willing to pay for what we just saw this year, and what kind of term? He's got. He's got 63 points, man. He's probably going to finish between 65 and 70. It's not like he's having a bad year. Right. Well, you're you're making it sound like he's having this horrible year. Well, he, he he's not uh He's I a mean, 70 he's point. Not... He's a 70 point top end two-way center in the league. That's Right. So, that's like that's for that. That's like 8 7 7 7 8 somewhere in that range. Okay, I wouldn't go eight myself, but seems a little excessive when Nazim Kadri puts up that kind of numbers, and we're complaining about his seven million dollar contract. Yeah, well, Lindholm's younger. Lindholm is having a better year. Um, I think. I think Lind and I like Kadri, but Lindholm's the better two way guy. I mean, I, I don't know. I. I just take a look at some of the other guys in that range in this league, and that's probably where it ends up. Fair enough. Cool, man. Okay. Uh, Go Flames, go. Keep the faith, people. Take care, man. Thanks, Pars. Good to hear from you, bud. Take care. 403-240-4444 is your phone number. Following a Flames 5-4 overtime win in Vancouver. Tony up next on our Flames Talk postgame. What's up, Tony? Hey, Pat, how are you? Good, man. How are you? All right. Before we started, um, uh, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It doesn't happen many times, but uh, I was completely completely wrong on Toffoli. He's playing amazing this year, probably our best player. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's good that he's doing that, you know. uh, We need that. We need all the goal scoring we can get. And, um, you know, big win for them tonight. Um, Markstrom. Needs to be better. A couple of goals there he could have had, but uh, we won. And um, I don't know what Sutter sees in this Nick Ritchie guy. I don't know what Brad saw in this Nick Ritchie guy when he traded for him. This guy's horrible. Palchier should be in there. Like I don't know what people see in this Ritchie guy. I'm telling you, he's horrible. He's the Dana Merzen of, of, of this era. Okay, let's not bring let's not bring in a cup winner into this for no reason. Um, and Dana Merzen was also a defenseman. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just, just 
it feels like a drive-by on Merson for no reason. Um, yeah, I, I have not been enamored with Richie. I, I know why he's in, um, because he why? is a big body. But And I actually didn't mind him tonight. I actually thought Richie had a decent game tonight. But by, I, I, by and large, I'd like to see Pelche in there as well. Yeah, it's, you need a little more speed. Like you put you and Pelche on the fourth line, even if you had to do that, you know, just, uh, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, just, you know, like I said, they won tonight. They won tonight, which is great. They deserve to win. Marston's got to be better and our power play has got to be better, right? Like, you know, he, well, we had six chances. We scored one, barely. Yeah, I we mean, one, right? it was a pretty important one, Tone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's an important one. Like, um, it's um, and when these guys are talking about these uh, contractors, I agree with you. But there's no way I'm I'm paying to Foley six million dollars for four years. That's that's insane. And they're comparing to Foley to Lindholm. Man, Lindholm's 28. I'd give him eight million all day long. He's one of the best two-way centers in the league. Without yeah, him. and that's probably, you know, in that range, seven and a half, eight and a half, somewhere in that range is probably what Lindholm ends up, you know, commanding on the open market. When you're a, you know, it's 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 funny. I'm curious what a guy like Ryan O'Reilly ends up getting on his next deal, even though he is, um, he's an older guy. But, I mean, I just take a look at some of the deals around the league. O'Reilly signed his deal in 2015, and he's at seven and a half. Well, Lindholm and O'Reilly are very similar players, so you're probably looking at seven and a half plus for what you're talking about with Lindholm, especially if you're going a max deal, depending on how many UFA years you want to end up buying. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think you're getting Lindholm anything less than seven and a half, and it's probably above that when it's all said and done. Yeah, it's, Nick, you know, I agree. I'd, I'd love to get Lindholm back. Hopefully they do get him. But, I mean, we'll talk about this year we have him, next year we have him at least. But, I mean, you know what? With a little bit of luck here, we could be playing Winnipeg being up by two points. Who would think of that uh, a month ago? <laughs> yeah, you know I, I mean, mean, if Calgary wins their next two and Winnipeg doesn't take care of their business, then it could very well be that. Because New Jersey's still playing for something. Yep. Right? New Jersey's yeah. a good team. And, and you know, Jets had a good game. They needed this one tonight. So And the Flames still got to take care of their business. You know, yeah. Chicago and, and Anaheim are playing loose, and they've already lost twice to Chicago this year. So, um, yeah, let's, let's see how it all plays out. But, yes, there is that potential because Winnipeg only plays once between that game on Wednesday. Calgary plays twice. Yeah, that's right. And but before I leave, and at worst, a, at worst, if Calgary wins their next two, they'll be tied going into that game. Yeah. Hey, just before I leave, Pat, you weren't a big Toffoli fan, were you? In the beginning there, or yeah, I fought with you about it the entire first like two months of the year. <laughs> no, I, I'm just giving you a hard time. I, okay. I, I, yeah, we did. You, you were always a fan of us, and I was. I just want. I, I thought maybe you were doing some revisionist history there. I'm glad you weren't. <laughs> No. Anyway, Pat, thanks for taking my call, bud. Take care. You're the best, Tone. Good to hear from you, pal.
Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, phone lines are open. we got a few open for you right now at 403-240-4444. You can also text 960-960. Flames win 5-4 in overtime over the Vancouver Canucks on this Friday night. Our Alberta-made player of the game brought to you by Wild Rose Brewery in the pregame show we selected, Tyler Toffoli. That turned out to be a good pick. Uh, Just had a couple of goals, including the game winner. Establish a new career high with 32 and now 33 goals on the season. And he was your Alberta-made player of the game. Let's hear from him post-game after a big 5-4 overtime victory, and he scores the game winner. Thoughts on the game tonight, just the way your team battled back and the character you guys showed tonight? Yeah, I feel like you know it's been, um, it's been happening for a few games now, and um, Marky making big saves at the right time and us being able to score big goals. And um, credit to Marky, Hubie, uh, Colsey, you know, we all kind of stepped up and uh, did the right things and uh, came out with a win. Take us through that overtime goal for you. Uh, Marky made a huge save, saved my ass, and uh, Weeks made a nice play uh, to Bax and I, and uh, he made a great play over to me for two, on a 2-1. What was it like ma- managing your emotions through this game with the way you guys battled back to tie it, only to see them keep scoring on you? Yeah, they, uh, they've they been playing really well, and um, it was a huge game for us. We knew we, we, knew we needed the two points, and um, we found a way, and uh, obviously feels good right now. When you get the late power plays like that, like how obviously you had to put the hammer down, you did. Yeah, I mean, we had some power plays early and we didn't do do a whole lot with them. And um, very fortunate, like I said, Hubie with a huge goal, timely goal, and um, gave us a chance to win. What was your first thought when that winner went in? I love it. <laughs> Does that comeback win? Is that something that your team can continue to build off as you make this push? Yeah, I mean, I think we've kind of said it. We need to win every single night, and um, obviously it feels good, but at the same time we've got to move on, and uh, we, we have to win the next one. So take it game by game, but, um, you know, obviously enjoy it, and fight home, and get back to work. Can you just speak to the character of this team? Three comebacks in the same game before you win it. Yeah, I mean, it's about time we uh, came back and uh, won a game especially, so uh, we needed it, and obviously it feels good. Um, did you notice the uh, amount of uh, fans in the crowd tonight? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, our, our fans are really good fans. They, uh, they travel well, and uh, we can hear them. And, um, you know, definitely throughout the game, it uh, definitely helped. But at the same time, um, Vancouver fans were, were awesome too. So it was, a, it was a good atmosphere tonight. There you go, Tyler Toffoli post-game after tonight's 5-4 overtime win in Vancouver. The Flames remain two back of the Canucks, uh, sorry, two back of the Jets for the final playoff spot in the Western Conference. Tonight's game has been brought to you by South Point Toyota. Okay, full lines open. Got a few lines open, so if you want to jump in right now without a busy signal, you can do so. 403-240-4444 or get your texts in at 960-960. More of your phone calls, more of your texts around the corner as we're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. If you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings, contact them today for a free estimate. For all things basement visit dlbasementsystems.com. Okay, back to the Flames locker room uh, for our final couple of looks before we get back to the phone lines. Last call at 403-240-4444. Text line remains open at 960-960. Let's first hear from the guy who scored the game-tying goal with just over four minutes to go. Uh, just under, uh, sorry, just over three minutes to go in the third period. A power play goal from Jonathan Huberto. He spoke post-game tonight. First of all, just the hockey gods. This group had been needing 
come from behind after 40 minutes and you finally got one tonight how good did that feel at the right time yeah it was important I mean uh, I think you know we we had a lot of shots on that goalie was playing well and uh, it's just good you know to uh, finally like you said to come back after you know through period I don't think we had one this year so it's good to have one it's it's uh, at this time of the year it's really important how do you dig in when you when you miss a penalty shot that way and then you kind of have to find another gear and shake it off and and you did yeah I mean yeah wasn't easy. Obviously, I wanted to score that one. You know, sure did. I didn't, but um, yeah, stuck with it. And you know, huge goal, huge goal at the end. My power play, much needed. Send it to overtime, and Todd did the, the rest. I'm assuming this dressing room, you haven't seen it quite as jubilant as you probably just saw it. Now, is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, we we know we needed that win, and you know, we stuck with it. And after the second period, you know, we, we didn't panic. We we knew we we're you know playing well. We we're getting chances, so just stuck with it and. You know, came out with a huge two point finally in OT. You're, you're focused on what you do in this room and out on that ice. I know that, but when you did, you guys know that Winnipeg had won, and if so, how did you find out? And kind of did that become a topic of conversation to go out there and kind of find a little yeah, bit more? We, we knew they won, but I mean, like I said before, I think it's we know they're going to win some games. So you know, it's more about us to to win our games, and we know we have a game coming up against them. So keep winning, and that game's going to be important. There you go, Jonathan Huberdeau post-game following his team's 5-4 win in Vancouver. And our final look inside the locker room comes from Troy Stetcher. Two-point night, goal and an assist. Scored the game-tying goal, which held up for 14 seconds in the second period. But his second goal as a member of the Flames and second goal of the season. Here's Troy Stetcher post-game as well. Troy, let's start with the victory. I mean, it's uh, kind of a roller coaster game, but to cap it that way, what's it do for this group? <laughs> I I don't have to say much. You look at the standings where we are and the fight that we're in. So, um, big two points for us, obviously. Uh, Got to keep this going. How emotional was that? You know, coming back in this room and really celebrating for the first time in a while. I think it's our first come from behind win this year in the third. So, mm-hmm. uh, no better time for it, obviously. Um, big two points. Marky played a heck of an overtime there. Made some really big saves and um, find a way to win the game. There's a couple of storylines here. I mean, you were come back here you score you see what Toff's doing and then of course uh, a guy like Huberdo this is kind of one of those wins right you don't want to read too much into it because as you say it's all about the standings but what can a win like this do for your group uh, I think it speaks volume to the character that we have in this room uh, I mean we touched on in the intermission we didn't play well against San Jose at home find a way to win um, tonight it seemed like anytime we scored we took a step backwards it's not something you want to do but at the end of the day we find a way to get two points and uh, stay in the hunt can you walk us through your goal? Um, yeah, just join the rush, and um, I don't know who on the Canucks made a change, but someone made a change, and I figured I'd just kind of jump and um, kind of put their back checker in a tough spot, and picking two guys, and Nas made a heck of a pass, and um, it's kind of my favorite spot to shoot from. And so, yeah, it felt good. What was your first thought when Toffoli found the winner? <sighs> No idea, man. <laughs> I was just happy we won. Like, I was pumped. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, obviously, like him, Marky, Tanny, and I didn't get re-signed here at the same time, and then, you know, we're good friends. So I followed on their career. So Toffs had a lot of success against Vancouver, and obviously, it continues it tonight. Obviously, the overtime goal is the, the big one. But what about Tyler's first one? I mean, at two nothing, you guys are sort of living on the on the razor's edge. Yeah, they go another one. It's three nothing. Could be a completely different story and. I know it's cliche, but two goal leads the worst lead in hockey is what they say. So, 
know, to be able to get that next one was a huge momentum shift for our group and to give us belief that we can come back in this game. So, um, you know, he's our best player for a reason. I know it's all about the win, but what does 100 points in the NHL mean to you, all you've been through to get to this? Yeah, it's pretty cool, uh, especially to do it here um, in front of some friends and family. So uh, it was a goal I set for myself at the beginning of the year. Um, I'm just happy to achieve it. So, yeah. There you go. That is uh, Troy Stetcher, who did indeed hit 100 career points as part of a two-point effort for the Flames on the road in Vancouver tonight. Okay, uh, those are your looks inside the locker room. Jeez, we've heard from Troy Stetcher, Jonathan Huberdeau, Tyler Toffoli, Daryl Sutter, and live from Mackenzie Weger following a 5-4 overtime win in Vancouver. Not bad on your Flames Talk postgame show as Calgary's playoff push continues. Okay. Let's get back to the text line at 960-960. This says, nice to not lose ground tonight to the Jets after the roller coaster season. It was great just to see the boys keep pace and not fall back again. Question for you. Can Coronado play for the Flames in the playoffs if they were to make it? If the Flames are still fighting and clawing, we may not see Matt until they close out the season versus the Sharks at home. And who knows? Maybe they... uh, they, I mean, if they're if that game means everything, if that is a game that could determine their fate for the postseason, he might not even play then. And yes, he could play in the playoffs. He's eligible to play whenever. He's not eligible to play in the American League until next season. But they can put him into a game regular season or postseason whenever they want. Um, but. As of right now, with the games meaning what they do, I'm not expecting it imminently, that's for sure. Greg in varsity, Toffoli's giving me strong. Justin Williams vibes. Could see that. There's a cup winner. Uh, in fact, uh, Williams and Toffoli won a Stanley Cup with the LA Kings. So that's uh, an end. The way Tyler's playing, if the uh, Flames end up sneaking into the postseason... Feels like he could score some big goals come the postseason this year. Uh, Pat, your thoughts on Stetcher stabilizing that third pair, as well as your thoughts on the lineups for the back-to-back before Winnipeg. Would we see the kids in? If there is a time to see some different-looking lineups, it might be Chicago on Tuesday. Uh, That might be... I actually think that would be a good night to get. In fact, I almost would be shocked if they don't go Vladar Tuesday against Chicago. The reason I say that is even though it's not a ton of travel and two of them are at home, three games in four nights is always a tough go. And that the, the Winnipeg game is the third game in four nights. They play Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So... Not just because it's a back-to-back, but because it's a three-and-four I think you have, like, if it's my opinion, I think you have to go Vladar that night and then back to Markstrom on Wednesday in Winnipeg. And Vladar gives you a chance to win. And and specifically, we know that in kind of the number two backup role, he's given them a great chance to win. So I think you have to trust him in that game. Uh, and I absolutely, in a three games and four nights, and knowing how crucial that game is against the Jets, I think you can't have... I. I think you need to avoid having Markstrom going three and four. I think you play him Anaheim and you play him Winnipeg and you play Vladar against Chicago. And and also, you know, you might want to look at putting some fresh bodies in, whether it's a Pelche or even a Coronado. I could I, I think there's reason to. I don't know I'm less confident that they would do that as much as I think that would be a good spot to get him in. I really do. I, I actually think that's a great spot for Coronado to debut and a great spot to get Pelche back in. 
I don't know if Daryl does that. I'm less confident on that front. But what I what I really think needs to happen is Vladar starts against Chicago, and I think there's a decent chance he will. Obviously, we'll find out Tuesday at uh, morning skate. Uh, as for Stetcher stabilizing the third pair, I I think Stetcher's been. He's been what they've needed is the first thing. They needed a guy who could play every night in the third pair. I think that he's prone to some struggles in his own zone, but he also is prone to helping the team and his skating and his ability to skate himself out of trouble and transition the puck using his feet is also good. So I think he is well slotted as a third pairing defenseman. Um, and I think he's better slotted with Zadorov on his left. I thought Gilbert had a meh game against Vancouver tonight. So I think Stetcher right now, and I, it'll be curious. And I'm, I, I think that there is, we'll see what happens with Tanev. But if Tanev's back before the end of the year, I think that there is good reason to look at Stone. With uh, Stone with Zadorov on the third pair and Stetcher with Zadorov on the third pair, I just I, I think there's there's reason to see both before the end of the year, um, especially if Tanev comes back. Uh, if Tanev doesn't come back, I think there's definitely reason to go with Stetcher and Stone. Both guys can play their offside. It's not ideal, but I do think Stone's an upgrade on Gilbert uh, and Stone's ready to come back. I'm curious, you know, he probably needs a little bit more practice time. Um, is is kind of the feel. I would imagine inside the, the the locker room. So maybe it's Anaheim or Chicago that we see Stone come back into the lineup. But um, I, I do think that there's reason to get him back in before the end of the year as well. Uh, this reads from Rick. Pat, huge win for the guys. Very deserving. Markstrom, excellent. Power play needs to capitalize. Kadri played better but still needs to elevate in a big way. Keep it going, boys. Uh, this reads, Pat, I texted a few weeks back when it was a trade everyone, flames are brutal, etc. night. I'm pumped they stayed the course as I hoped they would, and a tight race might be the kick in the can they needed. Today, even though they were down, you could just feel it coming their way, similar to games last year if they were down. Kadri was going, Huberto was engaged, Markstrom made timely saves. People need to not worry about Coronado as the pace of practice the flames are executing drills at, the energy in the room, and boys clearly starting to gel is still a good experience even if he's not in the lineup cheers pat take care thank you sir this from fred in south calgary big win let's keep believing when do we see tanev in the lineup do you think in sutter we believe let's keep rolling go flames i honestly don't know on tanev you know the initial word was they didn't think it was super serious but we haven't seen him return to practice yet he's missed five in a row so uh we expect them to practice on saturday morning and they play sunday against anaheim we'll see where tanev's at uh and and if he's back at practice anytime soon uh, this from Dale and Drumheller. Uh, do they start Vladar and sit a couple key players on Tuesday against Chicago and play Coronado and other guys who have been sitting and hope they can still win in hopes of being fresher against the Jets? Um, potentially. Certainly, as, as I went over, Vladar, I think you have to go with. Um, as for the other guys, I don't know. That's going to be a little bit more interesting to see uh, if there's any different personnel in the Chicago game from the skating side of things, but I think you have to go Vladar against the Blackhawks on Tuesday, knowing how big the game is Wednesday in Winnipeg and knowing that it would be three games in four nights. And, and I just don't think you can have Markstrom starting three and four at this time of year, knowing how big that game against the Jets is. Uh, but that's just me. 
this says, Pat, all I got to say is HGH. HGH. Remember that, uh, my new haircut? That's what that's from. Um, I improvised there. Pat, all I got to say is HGH, huge game, Huberdo. We need to pay the man and extend him as long as possible. Looking forward to six more potential heart attacks in the words of the great Tom Brady, LFG. Well, Huberdo is already paid and extended, so don't worry about that. Uh, Pat, isn't it possible mathematically that two of the three teams on the outside or, or two of the three teams battling for the final wild card spot could get in? Yes. It just seems... Seattle's got a whole lot more in their uh, in their back pocket. Um, they've got eight games to go, and they're five up on the Flames. Calgary's maximum point total now is 97. All it would take is uh, three wins and an overtime loss for Seattle to get there, and they'd be in. So is it completely out of the question? No, but Seattle feels like they're going to get there. It'd be a pretty epic-level collapse if they're not a playoff team when it's all said and done. That's from Eric in Calgary. Dan and Milk River says, Pat, happy for the Flames in this timely run, pushing to sneak into the dance. Enjoyed the perspective on this afternoon's chatter regarding the team finally deciding to grow up and rise above some of their self-inflicted mess self-inflicted messes and negativity not everyone is going to get along and it's too easy to wallow in the mud when things haven't gone as planned but they've decided to step up and just play hockey and the fruits of this shift in attitude and maturity are bearing fruit thanks for a great post game as always that's from Dan and Milk River um, and and that is in reference to Elliot Friedman on the Jeff Merrick show and in 32 Thoughts the written edition at sportsnet.ca uh, basically saying after the 8-2 loss in LA a little bit less than two weeks ago Flame said okay enough of the BS enough of any infighting, enough of the whining or complaining. Let's just get down to business and finish the season as strong as we can. So far, since that loss, they've won four out of five games. And so there's still lots of work to do, but four to five, you'll take that. It's kept them in the fight. Will in BC says, I felt a bit bad for Markstrom tonight because I thought he was much better than his save percentage indicated, I guess due to the low number of shots. I thought he came up big when needed. Full marks for the win. I also think the Flames right now look like a team that's in it together, which makes me optimistic. Do you agree? Hope still alive. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's plenty of reason for optimism right now. Um, and I think that um, they've, they've got a great chance to make this a real right-down-to-the-wire opportunity. Uh, this from Hudson. Great game by the Flames. Great pass by Backlund to Toffoli. Absolutely. Two-point night for Backlund, even though he had the gaffe on the first goal from Vancouver. Uh, this says, love the fight from the boys tonight. Why isn't anyone talking about Dubé? He's been great this season. Uh, well, I mean, I, I certainly... Um, I certainly have been talking about Dubé this year. Big fan of the season he's having. Uh, okay, have I read this one? Uh, no, I have not. TJ and Strathmore reads, Give the Flames credit to finally win a game when trailing after two. Chicago Tuesday, then have to play the next day in Winnipeg. The bottom feeder teams are using their youth, and Vancouver tonight showed their speed. I don't see Sutter taking a chance in getting one of the young pr prospects in. Roll the dice, I say, though. Despite the win, they can still be a bit slow and sluggish. Um, and there you go. Uh, uh, this says, um, 
Go Vladar in game one of three and four nights, then Markstrom back-to-back in game two and three. Uh, I wouldn't. I'd go Markstrom against the Ducks. I'd go Vladar against the Hawks. And then clearly Markstrom against Winnipeg. Great stuff on the text line tonight at 960-960. Flames win 5-4 in overtime as we head back to the phone lines and take our uh, final few calls on this Friday night following a 5-4 overtime win. Don't forget, Flames Talk on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, let's say hello to Ash on the phone lines. What's up, Ash? Hey, first time caller, uh, Pat. I really enjoy your show. Uh, is this the uh, is this the Ash job. that we always is this the the Ash who always texts in? Uh, no, no. Okay, this okay. There's an Ash who always texts yeah. in. So, uh, well, welcome aboard. Anyway, what's going on? Great. Uh, so you know, Sutter's being vilified the whole season, right? Like you know, raked over the coals. But finally, the last 10, 12 games. They're playing the way they should be playing, right? What he's expected, right? So, you know, like I think, you know, whatever happens, it's been a great run to get into the playoffs, you know, and if we do, it's, it's, it's amazing. But I think our problem is our GM is not given Sutter the talent he needs, you know, to, to, to do his job. Um, I don't know. I mean, in what sense? Well, look at our third third pairing D. That's not NHL caliber. Well, Chris D. Tanev's hurt, so the GM doesn't have anything to do with that. Yeah, but I mean, we've always struggled with our third. We've had Zadorov and, and whoever, right? And that's not that's not NHL quality D. I mean, Zadorov's had a pretty Zadorov's an NHL defender. Yeah, but he he's he, the last half of the season is not. Zadorov would be a top six guy on every team in the NHL. Whether whether like that that Zadorov's an NH, an everyday NHLer, and you know they've had trouble finding uh, a consistent partner. Zadorov and Stone were good for a little bit. I like Zadorov and Stetcher have been pretty decent. I think Zadorov and Stetcher's an NHL caliber third pair uh, when everybody's healthy. So I don't know. I'm I'm not. I, I don't know if I agree on that front about the defense. Uh, Defense pairings, and then don't you think it is is a panic move like signing Huberto for this long for that much money? I don't even know if that was just uh, the GM's call, man. That 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 that's the type of deal that comes right from the very top. Yeah. Okay. I, I, like I don't know. Like I, I just I, I feel Sutter has been raked over the coals unfairly like this this last half of the season and. Uh, and I just think he needs better quality players to be able to do his job. I mean, everybody was thinking that they had a great roster and people were choosing them for the Stanley Cup coming into the year. Now, I'm not suggesting that, that Daryl Sutter should be raked over the coals and be the only guy that's responsible for the, the struggles the Flames have had this year at all. I'm not suggesting that at all. But um, I don't know. I think that a lot of people like the way this roster was shaping up coming into the year. And so they're playing some good hockey right now. They've won four or five. Let's yeah. see how it plays out. I know, it's great, right? Let's, let, let's go flame. Thanks, Pat. All right, Ash, good stuff, man. And we'll wrap up on the phone lines tonight by saying hello to Ryan. What's going on, Ryan? Hi, Pat. How are you tonight? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm feeling consistent. Um, you know, every call, say they're going to make the playoffs. Give reasons why. Feeling even stronger on that one tonight. All right. It's good to see. I, I also uh, had one of the louder non Aldome yells here in my apartment or home. That is, neighbors are probably slightly concerned, but it sounded 
jubilant. Um, but I wanted to ask you uh, specifically, since we got the playoff thing covered, um, would you rather face Vegas or Minnesota? Type of speculatory stuff we did last year. Vegas. If uh, We actually talked about this on uh, on one of the earlier hours of Flames Talk on this Friday. Vickers asked me the same question. Uh, I think Vegas would be the team that, that I look at and say, look, I don't think any. I don't think there's any easy outs for the Flames. I mean, they'll be coming in as an eight seed oh, if no. they make the playoffs. But I think Absolutely. in terms of the teams I'd want to avoid, I doubt they'd get Colorado um, in round mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. So Colorado would be the one, the, the number one team I'd want to avoid. But I think that they're going to finish two or three in the Central. So it's kind of yeah. five teams: Minnesota, Dallas, Vegas, Edmonton, L.A. It's- that. So I, it's I Vegas, think, Minnesota, according to the odds, for the most part, of What's that? Can I, can I finish my sentence? It, it, yeah. It's can, pretty can, much can Vegas. Can is I, like a sixty percent. Can I finish the sentence, or like, am I allowed to do that? I, I, yes, sir. I think Vegas would be the team I'd like to. You asked the question, so I thought I'd try to answer it for you. I um, know. I agree with you entirely. I'd go. Ve- I'd go I Vegas one, probably. Dallas. Go Vegas one. Dallas two. Um, then, geez, from there on out, I think I would go Minnesota 3, L.A. 4, and Edmonton 5 in terms of you know what I think is the <laughs> most winnable matchup for Calgary. They'll be the underdog in all five of them, which might be good for them, but I think the team that I'd like to, that, that I think they would want to avoid most, at least in my opinion, is Edmonton, and I think the team that they've played the best this year is either Dallas or Vegas, um, and, and because Vegas likely won't have Mark Stone for round one. That's why I lean Vegas. And I also trust Dallas's playoff goaltending a little bit more than I do Vegas's. Um, I, I, if you can avoid Ottinger, that might not be the worst I thing. I don't want to see that again yet. Well, I do, but uh, yeah. I hate being impressed and frustrated. That was an amazing series by that young man. No, I think Vegas would be our best chance too. And I mean, for an 8-1 series that I think our chances are extremely good and it's only expected and given that we'd be the underdogs obviously but I think the chances are about as good as they well, get and the crazy we, thing we is man like I don't know if there is in the Eastern Conference there's going to be some big favorites in the round one uh, like, you know Boston's going to be a huge favorite Boston, and Carolina man. or New Jersey's going to be uh, a huge favorite against the wild card team but in the West like, I don't know. Who's got the best odds awesome. to come out of the West? Yeah. I have no idea. you telling me that if, if, it, if right now it would be Vegas, Winnipeg, King, Minnesota, Oilers, Seattle would be Cavs, the, the matchups one, like in terms of the wild cards. I could see even though Winnipeg slumping. I could see Winnipeg beating Vegas. I could see Calgary beating Vegas. I could see Seattle beating Minnesota. I could see Seattle beating Dallas. So, like, it's completely wide open in the West. Yeah, unless there's like some crazy Miko or something and uh, like streak going. I the only like the team, the only team that I am choosing, period, in round one is Colorado. Whoever they play. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty convinced too, and that's not just recency bias. When they, but like I felt with the Flames, I don't know. They remind me of the Lakers of old when they kind of slacked off for the whole regular season and finished strong at the end to qualify whatever seed and then won the finals. Seems like the Flames, when they need to do something, they actually do it. And just like tonight, and you're talking about the Showtime Lakers. I'm no, 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 not that old, buddy. No, 
Or are you uh, talking about the, the, the Kobe and Shaq talking Lakers? talking about the like, Sacramento Kings era Lakers when the Kings got ripped off by the refs. Like you mean the, the Kobe the Kobe Shaq years? Four. Yeah, Kobe and Kobe and Shaq. Kind of hard to compare the Flames to that team because Kobe and Shaq were I'm the two best players they didn't on the planet. Always try their hardest because it's the NBA and the regular season is trash. But and it, you you think the Flames aren't? Little, they, okay, they, you think the Flames through seventy six games haven't played their don't hardest? Don't focus on the analogy. I know you're big on analogies, but let's slide. Well, I'm, I'm big on analogies when they're good. Now, I don't make, I don't always make I the best analogies was, either. I, I was thinking so. of a terrible analogy, so I, I deserve to keep. <laughs> hey, let it go. hey, I make really bad analogies sometimes too. So I've it's, heard, it's, I listen to playing stuff. My out of market attendance is like spectacular. I, I bet it is. The Wednesday show. I heard you're on YouTube now, so it's Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, and YouTube. But we're so only we once a week. We're only once a week on YouTube on. right now. So. Uh, Straight on with the YouTube at the camera angle. Yeah, I'm doing my best, man. Hey, you're doing great, and it's awesome. And, yeah, the YouTube's great, and you get to advertise sports up there. I just wanted to ask, uh, I just read Elias Lindholm was tried to be uh, courted back by Carolina at the deadline there. Seems like a smart move by them. But I don't know. Ryan, I don't know if that that actually – like, I don't know if they – from what I understand, that was just – and and you might I, I might be wrong. You might you might refute this, but I thought that like they talked about it as he would be a good fit there. But I don't and, and I guess I think no no now that I I think Elliot said that they may have called it was on a Timo Meyer Timo Meyer failure emergency appeal I think by Carolina. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a good it would have been a good addition for them, but I don't think he was ever on the it table. Was. Yeah, I, I remember him doing the clap there. When he re- re- right after he was in Calgary, Nordic, that was great. So I, I love Elias. I hope he stays. I just wanted to ask. Uh, you were saying earlier about uh, as far as him coming back. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't want him back. So is he yeah, having sentiments of like uh, beaches and stuff, and wanting to potentially? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't. Um, I don't think it necessarily is that. I just think that you know a guy. With an opportunity to be an unrestricted free agent, I think that the, oh, the best money. way the best way to phrase it would be that I think that that his uh, I think the Flames look at it as they don't really have a good feel. It's kind of uncertain as to whether or not he's going to come oh, back, gotcha. and so I, I think it's up in the air as it stands right now. The Flames might not might not match the whatever someone else offers. You're saying. Well, it's not even that. It's it's no. Would it's it? more about they're uncertain about whether or not Lindholm wants to re-sign here. Ah, uh, okay. That's what I was hoping wasn't the case. I was hoping he would be content if they matched, kind of like a Lamar isn't. Um, so Baker Mayfield, we stoked or what? And who's nope. going to win the NFC South? Nope, they sure aren't, and uh, I sure am not. <laughs> okay, that's that's all right. Thanks, all Ryan. Right, we got San Diego State for the final four, and um, the Flames uh, third round. Third round. Have a good one, Pat. Uh, thanks for the uh, conversation. Went a lot better this time. See you, buddy. And, uh, go team. Later. Bye, Ryan. Uh, that'll wrap us up on uh, that'll wrap us up on the phone lines. A um, couple more texts. Nine sixty nine sixty. The Ash who texts in uh, says, "Hey, Pat. This is the other Ash. I can't help but be amused." So there you are. Uh, good to see you. Uh, Got to catch them all, Ash.
How many times do you think that a guy named Ash has heard that before? I'm sorry, man. That was that was a that was low hanging fruit. Um, this says, Pat, have you heard anything on whether or not Dustin Wolf will suit up for the Flames next season? Also, a great win for the boys and Toffoli as my vote for top flame of the season. That comes from Corey. I don't think that they are thinking about next season at all. Um, we'll see if there are meaningful. I don't think there's going to be very many meaningless games left this year. So I don't think we're going to see Wolf this year. I really don't. Um, next year, I think that you could start getting him in based on some situations. If if there's, I I guess what I would say is I'm not moving one of my two goalies to make room for Wolf. And I know others disagree. Like I've I've heard Scott Wheeler of the Athletic with the guys in the morning say that he'd mo- make room for him at the NHL roster next year. I would not, not because I don't trust the guy. I'm a big fan, and I think this guy's got the potential to be a franchise goalie. Of course he does. Uh, but for me, I would uh, I would slow play this as much as I can, especially when you've got Vladar and Markstrom under contract so I'd slow play it I'd see if you can get him into some games in the NHL next year whether it's injury or rest related Uh, like I think if you could get him into especially if the team is better next year and is not scratching and clawing for four straight months um, I think that you could maybe get him into eight or nine or ten games next year um, depending on the Wranglers schedule and just to like I think that you could do that even with Vladar and Markstrom under contract, but I don't think that you are going, I don't think that you're trading one of those guys away to make room for Dustin Wolf quite yet, but that's just me. Uh, And finally, uh, you underestimating Minnesota is a mistake. They just went into Denver and beat the Cup champs without Kaprizov. Their goaltending's amazing. Mark my word, they'll make some noise. And they very well might. And they've played the Flames tough. Like, they were the they were the number three team, and it's kind of the, the team that I think that I would want to avoid most if I'm the Flames is the Oilers. And then I have Minnesota LA next and it's kind of tie goes to the runners. So Minnesota, I don't think I'm underestimating Minnesota because I would much rather see Dallas or Vegas than I'd see Minnesota. Um, Minnesota LA is kind of in that uh, second tier, really close to Edmonton. And then the two teams that I think would be the best matchups for Calgary in round one would be Vegas and Dallas. And that's based on the way the season series have gone. Um, that's based on the way they've played those two teams. That's based on Vegas not having proven playoff goaltending and likely not having Mark Stone for round one. That's that's why, for me, I, I think that way. But that's just my opinion. And I, I don't even disagree with that text, man. I, I think Minnesota is has the chance to make some noise. Pretty deep team. When they get Kaprizov back, yeah, and they, they've gotten some good goaltending. No, I, I don't think you're off base at all in that respect. Uh, that'll do it for the text line. Great stuff on the phone lines on this Friday night. It's time for tonight's final summary as we start to wrap things up on this Flames Talk postgame show. Vancouver never, uh, actually, Calgary never led in this game en route to a 5-4 victory, but they get the two points when it's all said and done. So Vancouver opens the scoring in the first period thanks to a Connor Garland breakaway, his 14th of the year, unassisted at the 8.30 mark, and the Canucks led 1-0 after 20 minutes of play. They go up 2-0, 36 seconds into the second period on an Elias Pettersson power play goal, career-high 36th of the year for Pettersson, sets a new career-high with that one. Quinn Hughes and Andre Kuzmenko, the assists, and the Canucks with a 2-0 lead. But just over two minutes later, speaking of career highs, a new one set for Tyler Toffoli. He gets the flame on the board 
with his 32nd of the year. Uh, that sets a new career high for Tyler. Andrew Mangiapane, the only assist at 255, and the Flames back within one. And then a little uh, less than seven minutes later, Calgary ties it for the first time on Blake Coleman's 18th of the year. Coleman from Michael Backlund and Troy Stetcher at the nine-minute mark in a 2-2 tie. A little bit more than three minutes later, Vancouver goes back out in front. Aiden McDonough in his second career NHL goal, uh, NHL game rather, scores his first career NHL goal. McDonough from Sheldon Dries and Jack Stadnika at 12-12 and that would make it 3-2 Vancouver. But uh, two and a half or three and a half minutes later, Troy Stetcher ties it for the Flames. Stetcher's second of the year from Nazem Kadri and Dylan Dubé at 15-52. We had a 3-3 tie for all of 14 seconds because right after the Stetcher tying goal, Vancouver retakes the lead. Anthony Bovillier on a two-on-one finishes off his 17th of the year. Nils Amon and Tyler Myers, the assist at 16-06. Canucks led by one after 20, and they led by one after 44-3. In fact, they led by one after 56 minutes of this game, we enter into the final four minutes of the third period. Flames on the power play, and they get one when they absolutely needed it. Jonathan Huberdo takes a bank off the end boards on a Noah Hannafin shot that misses. He puts it towards the net, and Thatcher Demko gets over in time, but not not perfectly, goes off of Demko and in for the game-tying goal. Huberto's 15th from Noah Hannafin and Mackenzie Weger at 16:47. Power play goal makes it 4-4. Off to overtime we go. Both teams with chances in overtime and after Jacob Markstrom makes a couple of big stops at one end, Flames go in transition, two-on-one the other way, and who else? Tyler Toffoli finishes it off. He extends his career high to 33 goals with his second of the night to Foley from Backland and Weger at 327, your overtime winner, and the Flames come away with the two huge points they needed. Final shots were 41-19 in favor of the Flames. Calgary 1-for-6 on the power play. Vancouver 1-for-2 with the man advantage tonight. Three stars in the building. Number 3, Quinn Hughes. Number 2, Aiden McDonough. And number 1 with a couple of huge goals, including the winner, was Tyler Toffoli tonight. With the win, Calgary improves to 35-26-15. They're back in action Sunday at home to Anaheim. While Vancouver drops to 34-34-7, and they're back in action Sunday at home to Los Angeles. That is your final summary. And now for everyone involved in Flames Hockey tonight, for our broadcast crew of Derek Wills and Peter Labardius, and for our outstanding producer, Izam Nanji, my name is Pat Steinberg. That'll wrap us up on our Flames Talk post-game show, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've been coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. If you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings, contact them today for a free estimate for all things basementy, visit dlbasementsystems.com. Okay, next up for the Flames, Sunday night at home to the Anaheim Ducks. It'll be a Flames and Ducks at 6 o'clock. Note the start time, which means our Flames warm-up pregame show gets going at 5 o'clock on Sunday. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll talk to you Sunday night. Your final score from Vancouver for the first time this season. The Flames win when trailing after two periods of play. They beat the Canucks 5-4 in overtime. This has been your Flames Talk postgame show available wherever you get your podcasts. And this has been Alpine Credits Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. 
This is CFAC 960 AM, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. A Rogers Sports and Media Radio Station. Flames Radio is only on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Thanks for listening. Sportsnet.ca slash 960 has games and times for the next Flames Radio broadcast. This is a copyright broadcast. No retransmission, streaming, recording, or copying of the broadcast in any way is allowed without the permission of the Calgary Flames Hockey Club and Sportsnet 960. Calgary's home for the Flames and the National Hockey League is Sportsnet 960 The Fan.